0: We're going to go to the book of Romans, book of Romans, chapter number 12. We're going to visit a familiar verse of Scripture, a familiar portion of Scripture. I'm thankful the Bible never grows old, it's always new, over and again. Romans chapter number 12, and uh, we'll begin there in verse number one. The Bible says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let's pray and we'll get on into the message. Father, we're thankful, Lord, for a warm place together tonight, and I'm thankful for every person that's sitting here in the sanctuary and for everyone that's watching by live stream. And our prayer is that you would just arrest our attention, uh, Lord, that uh, you would speak to us and through us and help us with this portion of Scripture Uh, once again for some Lord, it may be life-changing for others, it may be a reminder, but we know that we're gathered here and we know you want to speak to us, and so Father, help us to be very open to whatever that you would have us to do. Lord, we need your power, Lord, divine direction as we preach this message, we trust that you'll give it, for we ask it all in Jesus Christ's name, amen and amen. Thank you so much for standing, and please do be seated. Well, here we are at the first part of the year again. We made it to 2022. And uh, I've said it year after year, I know, but I do mean it every year. I, I hope that this year is the best spiritual year I've ever had. I want to continue to draw close to the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to be more like Him. I mean, that's what is supposed to happen. We're to be conformed into the image of God's dear Son, um, and that just takes effort on our part, doesn't it? I mean, we have to put forth some effort for all of that to happen. And I believe for the most part, people are not satisfied with their spiritual walk. It's In fact, it's really a dangerous place to be when we get satisfied with our spiritual walk. But I really believe that most people today that sit in churches, Bible-believing churches such as ours, just are not satisfied with their spiritual walk. They go through the religious motions, but there's no real spirituality there. I mean, they have a prayer life, but no real answers to prayer. And they read their Bible, but God does not clearly speak to them. And on that list could go. It just seems like they're going through the motions. There had to come a time after I trusted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior uh, 37 years ago, there had to come a time that, that I gave Him all of me. In April 1984, when I got down beside my coffee table and I put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, He saved me just like that. The Holy Spirit of God moved in, and I had all of God. I mean, there wasn't—I wasn't going to be a second wave. There wasn't going to be—I mean, I had Him right then. The problem was that He didn't have all of me. There had to come a time in my life that I gave Him all of me. Um, once we're saved, our soul belongs to God. We have to make the decision to give him the rest of us. And even when I think about about my own salvation, and I've watched other people uh, get saved, trust Christ along their way and along the way, and, and they, they get saved. And I mean, initially, man, they're excited, their sins have been forgiven. man, they want to tell other people they've been saved. They want to tell other people about Jesus. They want to get involved more in their in their in their uh church and in their, their spiritual life. They want to know more and they want to get in discipleship and know the Bible more and know what they're supposed to do and all of those things. And then life happens. And uh I, I could say that life gets in the way, but I think for the most part we get in the way. We do. We get in the way. And it may be caused by outside influence and all, but I think we get in the way. We have to decide that we're going to give Him the rest of us. And the Apostle Paul, he begs here. He says, I, I beseech you. I beseech you. That that word beseech just means begs. He's, he's begging you. He's begging us. Hey, you know, it, it, it's really something i've said it i've said it but 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 there are times as a pastor i really do believe that i care more about someone's spiritual walk than they do i, I care more about where their life is headed than they do I, I i i want more for them to be closer to God than they want to be close to god and, and sometimes i feel like man if i could just get down and beg somebody to do this or beg somebody to do that if we've just helped to get and beg someone to draw closer to God. Beg someone to get things out of their life. Beg someone to change their attitude. Whatever the case may be, there's times I just feel like, man, if I could just get it to them. through to them. And I think that's where the Apostle Paul was. His life was changed so drastically. I mean, he was a Christian killer. He was persecutor of Christians. He put them in jail. He killed them. He watched them die. And now he's saved by the grace of God and God has changed him so much and and his life is so changed. I mean, he's like, man, oh man, I want people to have what I have. And and he says, I I beseech you therefore, brethren. So he's talking, of course, to us that have been saved. Us that have trusted Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. Um, But we can't do it on our own, can we? Uh, and, and he really makes it clear here. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, with help from God, with Him doing what only He can do while we yield ourselves to Him, but we have to yield ourselves to Him. If there's no yielding, He's not going to twist our arm. He's not going to make us do anything. The only way we'll ever be able to do anything is through Christ. Come on, I can do all things through Christ. We strengthen us. That's the only way we're we're only able to do that because of God's great mercy and God's great grace. He saves us by His grace. He changes us by His grace, as we yield ourselves to Him. I I, I mean, and the Apostle Paul is just like, "I I beg you, just, just, just give yourself to God and let Him do what only He can do." And here's where it's going to start. He says that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. Now, I know this is simple. But how could we ever think that God could do anything with the rest of our life if we're not willing to give Him our bodies? And I understand, I understand completely that, that we're spiritual beings, that we live inside this body. I understand the body is not really us. It's just the thing that carries us around until this life is over. I understand. But it does have influence, doesn't it? It does have wants and desires, doesn't it? Come on, we're going to get to that in a minute. Absolutely so. So if we're not willing to give Him our body, you know, our body that can cause us to do things that we shouldn't be doing, our body that can take us places that we shouldn't go. Our body that can look at things that we shouldn't look at. Our body that can listen to things we shouldn't listen to. Our body that can say things that should never come out of a believer's mouth. Our body, if we don't give Him our body, how is He going to take us any farther if, we, if, if, we, if we're not willing to give Him our bodies? See, our bodies, our bodies are our humanness. Our humanness. Our humanness is our old nature. And that's where we still abide. I'm saved by the grace of God. My name is written in heaven. I've got a home reserved for me there. But I still abide in this house. This earthly vessel. My humanness is where I abide. In Galatians 5. Uh, Galatians chapter 5 verse 19 says this about our humanness, that it's full of adultery and fornication and uncleanness and lasciviousness and idolatry and witchcraft and hatred and variance and, and, uh, emulations and wrath and strife and seditions and heresies and envyings and murders and drunkenness, drunkenness and revelings and such like. I guess he just got tired of writing stuff down. Because that list could just go on, couldn't it? Come on, and God says this. Our bodies are full of all of this stuff. So if we don't present our bodies, guess what? All this other stuff is going to start leaking out somewhere. It's going to cause us problems. And different people have different problems. I understand all of that, but but we... We, we, when we are left in control of our own humanness by our humanness, we're going to manifest one or more of these works of the flesh. I'm going to say it again. When we're left in control of our own humanness by our humanness, I mean, our humanness is controlling our humanness, then we're uh, we're going to manifest one or more of those works of the flesh. It's going to happen and it says we need to present our body a living sacrifice sacrifice that's a word our flesh doesn't like we don't like to think about sacrifice and and for the most part when when that when that uh, when that uh, term comes along we immediately begin to rebel the thought of 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 sacrificing, we 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 think it's listen to me, please. We think it's something horrible. We think it's just something hard, but it's not really that bad. No, when we present our Bible uh, body, a living sacrifice to God, we're talking about giving our body to God. We're talking about giving ourselves completely to God, letting God have His way, what He wants in our life. And basically, that's it. He wants our life. Our life. Um, Our everyday life. That's the life He wants. Our everyday life. Uh, You know that, that, you know, you're, you're sleeping and eating and working and recreation life. He wants your life. And He wants you, you, to give it all to Him. Because if you don't do it, then it's not going to get done. Or if you do it, just because somebody else wants you to do it, it's not all going to get done. No, I'm talking about it has to be a personal decision that you are going to give you to God, and truly, truly, no, no, no. And truly, when we, when we, when we give ourselves like that to God, we should never take it back. Uh, no, no, it, it needs to be a once-for-all type thing. That doesn't mean we might not stumble along the way. It doesn't mean we might not continue to make a mistake here and there along the way, but still, I mean, that we belong to Him and we, that, we, that we take note of that every day of our life. He wants you to give you, all uh, all of you to Him. Uh, no, 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 not, not just your church life, all of your life. Your inward life. To give it all to God. But it also talks about how He wants it there. Holy. That's H-O-L-Y. God is still a holy God. Uh, Acceptable unto God. Come on, that means you're living your life in such a way that you would not be embarrassed if Jesus showed up right at your side. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So holy. Sharing God's holiness, pure, clean. I mean, if if He is our life, if He is our life, we're going to be striving to remain pure and clean and Christ-like. We're going to be confessing sins as the Holy Spirit convicts us along the way. We're going to be making changes in our lifestyle that we might better please our Savior. Acceptable unto God. What does that mean, preacher? It means, it, it, it means that we, we know that our way of life is accepted in His sight that we're doing our best to please Him. And it is your reasonable service. I mean, after all, He's done so much for you. I, I mean, it's reasonable. God's not asking more than He should. He saved your soul. You never have to go to hell. He's given you His precious Holy Spirit to live with you. But you still have choices to make. Well, preacher, have you been perfect ever since you gave God all of you, like you said? Uh, No. I wish I could say I had. Because we still have choices to make even after that point, don't we? Come on, even after after we present our body a living sacrifice, we still have choices to make. There's still choices to be made. And that's where verse 2 comes in. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Be not conformed to this world. Now basically what that is saying there is to not get to a place where you uh, fit right in with today's culture without even thinking about it. I can remember in my own life um, after getting saved and and going back to uh, some different places or doing some things that I had done before I got saved and I didn't feel comfortable. No, I mean, I just knew I don't fit in there anymore. This is not where I should be. This is not what I should be doing. And we have to be careful because we can get saved by the grace of God. But if we stiff arm the Holy Spirit every time He tries to tell us that no, you shouldn't do that, no, you shouldn't belong be there, no, you, no, no, you, you've got to be careful about watching that, listening to that, saying that, all these different things. If we're not careful about that, pretty soon we get comfortable. No, even though we're saved by the grace of God, it's just like we can fall right back into that same old trap. I mean, it, it, we're, 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 we're conforming to the world more than we're conforming to the image of God's Son. If you fit right in with the fashions of the world and the entertainment of the world, and the language of the world, and you've gotten to a place that you don't even give it a second thought, I'm telling you, you've gotten way too far away from God. Because we're not to be conformed to this world. I'm saying if you can do all those things that the lost people around you are doing and it doesn't bother you at all, I mean, you feel comfortable with it, then you have been conformed to the world. Instead of being conformed to the image of God. And here's the sad part about that. I don't, want even, I don't want to back up, but here's the sad part about that. And that's that's when I, as a pastor, I sometimes I just feel like, it's just like, man, it's just like, I want to beg people not to do that. I want to beg them not to do that. Because I know it's not a good direction. I know the end of it's not going to be good. And however much they may think that they're enjoying it at that point at that time in their life or whatever I know that uh, I know that it's not a, it's not a, it's not a good way You know when we're close to God those things that do not line up with his word will bother us on the inside I said, when we're walking with God and, I mean, we're having this closeness to God and we're, we're, we're trying to do everything that God would have us to do. I mean, those things that, that don't line up with this Bible, they will bother us on the inside. And we need to take heed. Please listen. And we need to, we need to take heed when that happens and not get to the place where we can simply just shrug it off and just keep on going the wrong way. Because that's a dangerous place to be. So dangerous. Fix your attention on God. And he says how to do that too. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. Transformed. This this word transformed, the Greek word there, uh, it, it comes from the same word that we get metamorphosis. And and this type of change comes from the inside out. <clears throat> I know that God wants to clean up the outside to a certain extent. You can't read and study the Bible without seeing that. But if it doesn't come from within, it doesn't mean a whole lot. We've got to let God work in here. And if we will allow Him to change us, if we present our body a living sacrifice and we're doing our best to live the way that He would have us to live, I mean, He is working hard in here to try to get, to, get us to a place where we are transformed. We don't walk the same way. We don't talk the same way. We don't go the same places. We don't hang around the same people. We're transformed. We're different. Even to a point that people see it. That we're just different. That we all do outwardly things is good. We should do outwardly. Oh man, we should pass out tracts and we should. The outwardly things, it's all good. But it's not. Listen to me, please, please listen to me. That is not what keeps us close to God. The outward does not keep us close to God. It's the inward. we have to make some decisions inwardly some decisions that will affect the rest of our lives okay let me ask you a question are we supposed to put god first in all that we do absolutely matthew 6:33 but seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things all these things shall be added unto you Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct thy paths. But do we practice it? Do we really practice it? Practice what? Putting Him first in all we do. Before we let something come out of our mouth. Before we let something roam around in our mind before we make some decision that could be bad when you get up in the morning what's the first thing on your mind when you pillow your head at night what's the last thing on your mind as you drive to work each day or school or whatever what's what no 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 what 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 thoughts fill your head thoughts of this life thoughts of this world Our thoughts of God. He's been awful good to us. When something bad happens during the day, what's your first thought? What's your first reaction? Does he really have all of you? And we know that a real renewing of our mind is going to come by the Word of God. We know that Psalm one nineteen verse nine, wherefore shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to Thy Word? Man, this book will change you, won't it? It won't change you just because you hold it to your head. It won't change you just because you carry it to church house. It's only going to change you if you're reading it. Well, I need some help from God, preacher. Read your Bible. I need some real help from God. Read your Bible. Talk to God. Man, I'll help anybody any way that I can help anybody. I'm not against sitting down and trying to help anybody that I can help, but I'm telling you, our help cometh from the Lord. But we have to be in the book. And it is life changing. I, I think I think computers and smartphones have ruined us. They've ruined us. Technology, it's ruined us as far no, no, as far as this. It's ruined us. We can be so enamored by that stupid phone and stay on it for however long. When, when we have this, but man, you know, but to read, come on preacher, to read a chapter, I mean, or three or five or ten or whatever, I mean, good night. That takes a long time. <clears throat> it's well worth your time. And I promise you it will help you a lot more than Facebook or Instagram or don't even get me started about TikTok. The garbage that's out there. God can change us if we'll get in His Word stay in His Word. But if we're going to be transformed transformed, if we're going to be transformed, don't we don't we need to start where we know we need to start? Come on, stay with me. I'm I'm right, I'm almost done. Don't don't we need to start where we personally know we need to start? And 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 and, and isn't that gonna take making some decisions that we can do. Decisions we can do. I mean, that you may prove. That you may prove. What is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? Um let's prove God. What what do you mean, preacher? Um make a life changing decision tonight. Uh you you uh, 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 you, uh mm, you, you uh you want us to make decision tonight? Yeah. Yes, yes I do. I do. Come on, we're not through January yet. We're still early part of the year. I mean, man, you can make a decision tonight that pfft, change the rest of your life. Are you still with me? No, actually, no, I'm not lying to you. You can make a decision tonight that will change the rest of your life for for the good. That can help you live the very rest of your life for God. For God. Well, okay, fine. Fine, preacher. Man, you know, okay. What am I supposed to do? Change something in your life that's not right. Oh, no, no, you know. Don't look at me that way. You know what's not right in your life. So change something that's not right. Decide to do different. Preacher, there's so many things in my life. I just don't stop right there. No, no, no. Just pick one thing. You don't have to get overcomplicated. God works on us one thing at a time. You don't have to get overcomplicated. Pick one thing. No, seriously, earnestly, honestly, presenting your body a living sacrifice. Pick one thing that you know is not right in your life in the sight of God, and change it. And ask God to help you. Because He will. Come on, He's there for us. Absolutely. Well, things like what? Well, it's okay, it's the simple things. Your prayer life, Bible reading, meditating on His Word. How about the treating other people the way you should? Refraining from something that you know is not Christ-like in your life? I mean, just pick something. And present it. And ask God to help you and then pray about it tonight before you go to bed. And pray about it in the morning when you wake up. And pray about it throughout the day tomorrow and tomorrow night and the next day until God does something that only God can do. You know, we really should be able to give testimony just about any time about how God is working in our life, in our heart. No, I said we should be able to give testimony about what God is doing, how God spoke to us in our Bible reading. I mean, how God has convicted us about things, how God has blessed us along the way, helped us to make wise decisions, whatever the case may be. Come on. I mean, if we had testimony service, people ought to be able to stand up and go, boy, God's doing this, and God's doing that. God's really working in my heart and my home and my life and whatever the case may be. But again, you're going to have to decide that you are going to do this because you really desire a close, personal walk with the Lord. Lord, I want to be closer to you. I want to be more of what you would have me to be and less of what I am. But you're going to have to present your body a living sacrifice. You're going to have to decide that it's not going to be simply duty, but you're presenting yourself a living sacrifice, allowing God to do with you only those things that He can do. And that you're going to commit and and practice and pray over this area in your life, asking God to help you and give you victory until He does. And, 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 And until you know it is Him who did it. God's still alive. He's still in a life-changing business. And He can do these things. But we have to be more committed to Him than we are ourselves. As you yield yourself to God in such a manner as you yield yourself to God in such a manner, you be ready for Him to deal with you in other areas of your life. No, if you, no, no, no. If you'll commit that, that one thing and you deal with Him about that one thing, you let Him deal with you about that one thing, then be ready for Him to deal with you about other areas of your life. And when He does, the don't say no. I've seen people grow in the Lord by leaps and bounds. Everything is wonderful. Standing services, tears running down their cheeks when we're singing the old songs at the altar consistently. And then God deals with them about something where they say, oh no, not that. And at that point, watch them plateau and eventually start going backwards. It's dangerous to say no to God because you don't just stay in one place. Submit to Him. I I think that at times we all get uh, overwhelmed with all of the things that we're supposed to be doing for the Lord and, and our walk with Him if we're not careful because of that or walk with Him can go by the wayside. So here we are, 2022. Let's start afresh. Let's start anew. Uh, Let's go back to that time when our hearts were full and our will was lost in Him. Lord, whatever You want me to do, God, that's what I'll do. Whatever You want me to do with my life, that's what I'm going to do. How, how what, 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 whatever kind of person that you want me to be, Lord, that's who I want to be. I'm going to care more about what you think, God, than what this world thinks of me. I challenge you tonight. I challenge you tonight. Well, preacher, this is just a Wednesday night service. This is why we have Wednesday night service. I challenge you tonight. Let God lead and come down to this altar and, 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 and present your body a living sacrifice. Give Him your life and let Him change you from the inside out. Let Him do something only He can do. Come on, however big or however small, whatever change needs to happen, it's all important. Pick something. Do business with God before you leave this place tonight. Let's all stand. Our heads are bowed. Father, thank You. Thank You for being such a great, gracious Heavenly Father, for loving us and caring about us the way that You do, for continuing to work on us, Lord, no matter how long we've been saved, just trying to keep us where we need to be, trying to get us to that point of being conformed to the image of Your precious Son. And Father, as we have invitation tonight, the, 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 the message has been preached. We just yield to You. We pray that folks would do exactly what You would have them to do. Lord, change lives tonight. Change direction of lives tonight. Change hearts tonight. And if there's someone here that's never truly been saved by Your grace, I pray that they would come And they would get that all settled. Do what only You can do tonight, Lord, please. We pray that You will. And thank You for Your goodness. For we ask these things in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. The piano's going to play. Many have already come to the altar. Why don't you come? Let God have His way with you. Why don't you yield to Him tonight? I mean, now. Before you ever leave this place. Why don't you do that? What is it? What what is that one area you seem to be failing? Give that area to God. However big, however small, yield to Him. Give it to Him. Ask Him to do what you can't. You'll not go wrong. He loves you more than you understand. Just let him have his way.